Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. We're back, episode number one, Mountain West uh, Hoops Insider. Excited for another season, Eli, to kick off the Mountain West. And we got a special guest today uh, coming off of a big win, top 20 win, that is, and one of the best teams always in the Mountain West, and that's San Diego State. So we'll bring in Coach J.D. Luster and get to it. Coach, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be a part of the show. Um I want to thank you and Eli for, you know, welcoming me on this show, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys. Yeah, excited to have you, man. Excited to have you. We'll get you in the hot seat. Let's get you get you set up right. All right, hot seat is there. Okay, I'm going to let uh, – we'll just talk about, obviously, you guys came off a big win. A um, little different this year. This is your first year there. Um, and in normal times, the last couple of seasons, it's felt like San Diego State has been the ranked team playing – a non-ranked team within the conference. So this tables were turned. Obviously, you guys are still an elite team. We know Colorado State was undefeated till playing you guys. What was it like? Take us through that game and take us through kind of being on the other side of uh, the rankings this time. Um, well, first I'll say that Colorado State's ranking was very well-deserved. Uh, Nico and his staff does an unbelievable job. He's done a great job of building that program up. Um, done a great job of recruiting to his system and building a culture and a winning environment over there. So um, that ranking is very well deserved, and they have a really good team. Uh, two players in Evans and, and and Roddy, who are to me one of the best two combinations in the country. So going into that game, you know, it was a tough, tough uh, opponent, tough matchup. And what a lot of people don't know is, uh, due to COVID, that game was scheduled. That wasn't that game wasn't originally scheduled. So Due to COVID and, you know, some teams not being able to play, uh, we were told on Wednesday that we were going to play Colorado State. Um, and uh, so as a staff, we had to scramble. But one of the things that that's uh, that I've learned since I've been here at San Diego State, um, Brian Dutcher, Dave Velasquez, Chris Acker, they're elite at uh, preparation. 
uh, getting our team ready and prepared. And um, that was an example of it this past uh, Saturday. No, absolutely. Um, and kudos to the staff over there. Like you said, they've done such a great job putting the program on the map and having an undefeated season and bringing more attention to the Mountain West. I think it's always great for the conference when somebody's playing at an elite level like that. Uh, it only brings more respect and attention, notoriety. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that particular game. Obviously, they hadn't played in a while. A little bit tricky trying to get back in the groove for them. But you guys really, really were dominant in how you played. Talk a little bit about this team in particular and just talk a little bit about the, the actual game itself. Well, San Diego State, the foundation is always defense and playing hard. And I think that was uh, exemplified this past uh, game. Uh, we pride we pride ourselves on, you know, being the best defensive team in this conference and playing hard and rebounding. And our guys were able to uh, showcase that uh, throughout the year. You know, our offense has been up and down, but we've always been able to guard. And I think one of the things that uh, that makes us special and unique is our size and our length and being able to do multiple things as far as the way we guard, especially ball screens, been able to switch ball screens, been able to have big guys on a perimeter and know how to uh, guard uh, in uh, adverse circumstances or situations out there on the court. Uh, Nathan Mensa on our on our team, our starting center, he's the best uh, defensive big I've been around since I've been in college. Uh, he's really unique, and I think he'll, he'll have an opportunity to be defensive player of the year uh, in our conference. He's really our anchor uh, in that game. I think, uh, you know, our defense was a staple. Our defense led to easy opportunities offensively, and we were able to cause a very good uh, Colorado State team some problems on the offensive end, a team who averages 80 points a game and who can really score the ball at a high level. Yeah, Coach, you mentioned a little bit earlier about how this was essentially a makeup game. Obviously, you had CSU later on your schedule, but this one kind of – came together at the last second and was a nationally televised game and obviously huge stakes for both teams as far as uh, what tournament consideration will look like. What is, it, what is it like for you and your staff when you have these types of last second adjustments or some of these kind of COVID-induced alterations that you have to make? How do you come together as a staff and, and try to echo these particular messages to your players so you can you can go out and you can perform like you did on Saturday? Well, I think it's kind of like a non-conference game in the sense to where, you know, early in the year you play in tournaments where you may have three games in four days or sometimes three games in three days. And when you're in a situation like that, um, you got to have all hands on deck. You know, everybody got to be involved. Everybody got to watch film. Then you get together and put your thoughts uh, together. And um, at the end of the day, whatever Coach Dutcher stamps, that's what we go out there and do. And we just got to do our best at executing the game plan. But it's definitely all hands on deck. And, um, everybody uh, trying to work with a common goal, and that's to put our guys in the best uh, situation to win the game. What's it like uh, working with Coach Dutcher? What's his, what's his personality style like? What does he do? What do you what do you think makes him such a special head coach? Man, that's really a loaded answer because I think he is a uh, elite. I think he's one of the best coaches in the country, and I think. Um, he's uh, elite in a lot of different areas. I think he's uh, one of the best uh, guys I've been around from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, knowing uh, what buttons to press as far as recruiting, I think uh, as far as game preparation, uh, knowing how to guard teams and adjustments, I think he's elite in that area. So 
Um, and then personality, I think he's one of the – he's just a great person. You know, he's one of the – he's everything that's good about college basketball. He's fun to be around. Um, he really cares about the kids. He really uh, has a heart um, as far as, you know, making everybody better around him. Uh, he knows how to lighten the mood. Um, he's just – he's big time, man. He's elite. He's elite. So with with this roster, so many of the upperclassmen pieces from last year's team have moved on to to other pastures, and so there's kind of a sense I think with within the league that a lot of these guys are going from role players to now being starters and being high level contributors. Uh, when you take a look at some of these guys, uh, Lamont Butler probably being one of them, Agueka Rope, um, you know, it's Trey Pulliam now taking more of a high usage role. What do you see in these players and how they've gone about their development uh, to now going from maybe a role player to now being a high level contributor on this SDSU roster? Um, You know, that's, that's one of the reasons why I love, you know, coaching and seeing the development of guys of young men and seeing them being rewarded um, as far as the work that they put in. And I think the, the country is starting to see uh, what we've been able to see every single day here as far as, you know, the work and it's been paid off. One thing about San Diego State, it's a, a culture of, of gym rats. These guys live in the gym. Um, they, they they believe in development. Um, they work hard every single day. You know, I've been places where you have one or two guys who are in the gym all the time, but here it's, it's really the culture. We got a team full of guys who uh, is eager to get better, who live in the gym, and not only just – you know, individually, but they pull somebody with them. And that's rare to see in college. You know, like I said, I've been at programs where it's one or two guys and they're in there by themselves all the time. But here, I mean, it's not rare to walk past that gym and you got 10, 15 guys in there every single day. So with your your background in the Mountain West, your playing career and also coaching on the West Coast, obviously you have a, a lot of familiarity with Viejas Arena and with the show and with the SCSU fan base. Just plain and simple, what is it like coaching in front of in Viejas Arena? What is it like on days like Saturday when things get jumping? What what can you say about the SCSU fan base? There's there's not nothing like it in the country, you know, especially on the West Coast. Um, you know, it's San Diego. There's a lot to do in this city. Um, the weather's always nice, but it doesn't stop our fans from being the best fans in the country. It doesn't stop our fans from being loyal and showing up every single night and supporting the Aztecs. And we're really spoiled from that sense. You know, every night we can expect to come out there and be sold out. And that's something that uh, our guys appreciate about this place. And I tell our fans every chance I get that they're a huge part of this. You know, the Ajax Arena has a reputation as being one of the best uh, home court advantages, and they're a part of it. They're a part of the culture here at San Diego State. They're a part of the reason why this program is where it is today is because we have a, fe- a special fan base. So I think just going back to Saturday, we discussed a little bit at the top with, with how the team performed. Obviously, Matt Bradley came into the season with a ton of headlines and respect given what he did in the Pac-12 over at Cal and just a tremendous shooter but does a lot of other things to impact the game. It felt, and I saw some other people mention this, is kind of like the not necessarily the breakout performance but the day that, that Matt Bradley did what Matt Bradley has done with Cal. Uh, what What is it like coaching him? What does he bring to the table and what's potentially something that uh, about him that's potentially underrated or something that someone might not know about him? You know, whenever, 
you know, whether you 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 join a you start a new job, um, whenever you go somewhere and it's new, there's an adjustment period. There's a period of you getting acclimated. And Matt has definitely went through that here. But I think the thing that's that's unseen or goes unnoticed is how well he's guarding. You know, he's he's been a he's made huge progress on the defensive end. He's a guy who he, he works hard. He's coachable every day, and it's really been fun to watch his growth and development on that end of the floor. And um, you know, this past game it was a breakout game as far as offensively, but he's helped us win a lot of games. And he's underrated in a lot of areas. I think people know him as a scorer, but I think he also has a good court vision. He's a willing passer. And defensively, he keeps coming along. And he's he was a staple for us defensively that past, this last game. He did a big-time job on the defense end. And I'm just – I'm proud of him and the progress that he's made on that end. And I'm, I'm excited to see how he keeps developing and growing on that end of the ball. And it's fun when you see a guy who, you know, starts being passionate about it, start – you know, uh, having fun on that end of the floor. And he's definitely uh, has done that. <clears throat> J.D., you talk about the defense. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Ken Palm-wise, you guys are number four in the entire country defensively. And I think you're also in the top five or so in defensive um, efficiency, if I'm not mistaken. Um, effective field goal percentage, it looks like you're fifth. So tell me a little bit about, what makes this defense so elite? It's not something that people are talking about right now, but now as you get into conference play, obviously, I mean, hold a team like Colorado State to the numbers you did, whether they're coming off COVID pause or not, is impressive. So talk about defensively what it is that makes this team so good uh, and what it is that makes you guys one of the best defensive teams in the country. First, I want to give a shout out to uh, Dave Velasquez, who runs our defense. I think he does an unbelievable job. Um, very, uh, he's going to be a head coach and he's going to be a successful head coach. Um, one of the things I think that makes our defense, uh, special is our versatility. You know, like I said, we can switch ball screens. We can do a lot of different things. Uh, we can guard ball screen different ways. Uh, we got bigs that can be out on the perimeter and, and guard perimeter guys and be in their gaps and still know what to do out there on the perimeter. So I think our, other than our, our length and our, uh, athleticism i think the versatility on that end is special and like i said one of the things i said about coach dutcher is he's elite at game planning and prepping and i feel confident every time we go out there that we're more prepared than our opponents tell me this part i know this is one of those things people don't love to talk about so i know you'll answer it however you feel comfortable but not being ranked right now and going to fight for an insurgent double tournament bid, the at-large conversation, and obviously one bid automatically gets you in if you win the tournament in any league. But the, I guess your conversation around the Mountain West, I know you guys probably approach it one game at a time, take care of the next game in front of you, let the, let the chips fall where they may. But is there something that feels like the league being as good as it is that it gives people a better chance? I mean, you talk about – this Mountain West League is as strong as it's been in a long time from top to bottom, having so many teams that have winning records, et cetera. So I'm just curious as a staff maybe or even just behind the scenes, is there an approach or a thought that, man, the Mountain West is so good, got to be a way that there's going to be two or three teams in that conversation again. Um, You know, it's, I think it, you mentioned it about Colorado State and how that affects everybody as far as a conference, you know, them being ranked. Uh, Wyoming's done a great job in a non-conference of 
of, of taking care of the games that they need to take care of. Um, Boise State is uh, really good. Nevada is uh, very talented. So, you know, this right. league across Fresno the board. State's kind of been a dark horse that people didn't yep. expect to be as good as they are. Yep, Fresno State is, you know, so I think as a as a conference, as a whole, you just got to control what you can control and take care of the games that, uh, that you have on your schedule. And I think as a conference, uh, we've done a good job of doing that across the board. As far as us, you know, uh, being ranked and where they have us seated and all that kind of stuff, you know, we don't we don't talk about it. It hasn't been talked about one day at practice. You know, every day we just try to get one percent better, and we try to control. We control and just keep developing. Right, no doubt. Well, we're getting to the close. I'm gonna pass it to my man Eli. Okay, nice uh, little Euro. Yeah, not bad, not bad. They got a little <laughs> still in there. Uh, to end the show, we usually ask a funny one, so I'll let Eli lead the way. Yeah, I think, well, just going off of, of what B laid out there, I think to just to take it one step further with you guys and your program, I've, I've spoken to some coaches around the league, and one of the things that they talk about, particularly in the summer, is just the challenges of, of getting really good opponents on your non-conference schedule and getting opportunities to get these quality wins, and I think it's something that SDSU has done. So I, I guess my question to you is, uh, what goes into you know formulating the schedule? Is there a particular strategy or or kind of ways that you go about assembling this? Because it, it has been year after year, tons of quality opponents on your schedule, whether home or away, and, and getting these opportunities to improve your standing for the tournament. First of all, I will say I'm not smart enough to um to to put to to articulate how we go about uh putting this schedule together, but. Um, again, when you when you have a special program, I think you have special people within the program. And um, Matt Sawyer, our director of basketball operations guy here, he's one of the best in the country. You know, I, I would I would uh, be hard pressed to believe there's a better Dobo out there, and he does an unbelievable job. Andre can really shoot. He does an unbelievable job of putting our our schedule together. And, you know, one of the things that about Coach Dutcher is, you know, he's he's willing to play anybody, anywhere. You know, this year, you know, our schedule, our non-conference schedule is tough. We played at Michigan. We played at BYU. We played USC on a neutral site. You know, we, we you know, we go through the gamut, you know, as far as non-conference. And you got to be willing to take chances. We play St. Mary's uh, on uh, at a neutral site in uh, Phoenix. So, um, but Matt Surrier, you know, he he's the guy when it comes to, you know, being intelligent enough to know how to put this schedule together. <laughs> I, think we, I think we got you on, on mute, B. Sorry about that. I was going to say, Eli, we'll let you ask the closing question of the, uh, of the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, what, or, oh, the, uh, yeah, the question. Funny question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So one of the things that we do uh, on this show to always wrap things up and, and end on lighthearted note, just any funny story that you have, whether in, in coaching or with family or uh, your playing career, any funny story that comes to mind uh, during the past handful of years that, that you'd like to share on the show? Wow, you put me on the spot for real. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, any funny stories? Um I don't necessarily have any funny stories I could think of off the top. I think that's one of the, the great things about college coaching is just you know, always something, man. Like it's, you know, 
the 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 brotherhood and camaraderie of being in the locker room and around guys. Um, so I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I will say um, when I got into coaching, I had a hair full of I had a head full of hair. <laughs> about 10 years in, I'm bald. And um, I don't think that's a, a coincidence. You know, I always laugh and joke about, you know, you look around college basketball, it's a lot of bald dudes. <laughs> the demand and stress that come with everybody don't got curls and still looking good like B. So um, I don't know how he was able to manage it and, and keep a, keep a tight fade, but mine is gone. Yeah, I don't, I, I, there's one thing I could get right. That's that's probably about the only thing. There's a lot of other things I probably need to work on, like you, but I can at least get that part right. Hey, one thing about B two, I don't know if 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 the listeners know this, but my man is multi talented. He cut hair. He uh, that's that's a, that's a trait that not too many people know. You know, most times when yeah. he was a coach, he was the guy getting his team right as far as the phase <laughs> and stuff. Hey, yeah, with the price, with the prices, with the prices of these haircuts now, I wish you lived in San Diego because it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it the, crazy. Price, the prices have definitely gone up, uh, and it helped. It was a cool way to be able to get the guys in the locker room and definitely be able to get them, serve them, and give them something. You know, put keep some money in their pocket because they didn't have to pay for it. So, or they paid a dollar, so they didn't get an extra benefit, quote unquote. So, if anybody's watching, try to catch it. <laughs> Um, but no, it was good times, man. I appreciate it. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, best of luck the rest of the year. We know San Diego State's always going to do big things and uh, excited for you to be back home uh, there in San Diego, man. So keep doing great things. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Thank okay. you. Yeah, and as always, we, we love to uh, have guests and we love to let Eli wrap it up and give his final thoughts. Yeah, I mean – SCSU is where they usually are. They're a tremendous defensive team, and it's almost it's almost gotten to the point now where with this program, it doesn't matter who's going out, who's departing, who might be going to the NBA. Right. It's just it's the next guy up or who they happen to get in the transfer portal, and they make it work from there. And we, I mean, we saw it last year with the likes of Kentucky and Duke and Michigan State, some of these big-name programs that have a lot of talent. They struggled, but – San Diego State had fairly new starting five. They didn't lose a game for two months, and now they're running it back and had the biggest win so far in the Mountain West uh, Conference, doing what no team had previously done against Colorado State. And the the defense leads the offense, and I think when, when that is the case with SDSU, they're so dangerous. Um, I think uh, some of the teams in years past, some of the Aztecs teams in years past might have been a bit more uh, – maybe a bit more sparkling on the offensive end. They're able to get buckets like a little bit quicker. Um, but this team, I think, is almost somewhat of that Steve Fisher sort of style where they're able to grind it out. They're able to get the buckets necessary to win games. And I think especially against CSU, the way that they just transition a lot of these stops and force turnovers into into layups and transition baskets, I think that's exactly the the bread and butter of this year's team and they're just they're a really selfless group that just gets it done so it's it'll be a fun team to watch this is it's gonna be a good race and i think the fact that sdsu has already knocked off colorado state um uh, i think that that one two is a, is a little bit closer than i think a lot of people imagined uh about a week ago so this will this will be a fun race to watch yeah they play again which is also a great thing about the mount west uh they go to uh fort collins and they play again later on in conference play uh, again we love that jd came on took the time 
Uh, always big things from San Diego State. And uh, the defense this year is as good as any team in the country, as we've talked about. So when you can defend like that and you have the talent that they have in that roster, it gives you a chance on any given night. So we look forward to talking more about them and J.D. and the crew over there at uh, San Diego. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark and create your legacy.